Patty Edition on 91.7 WVXU. I'm Lucy May. Former U.S. Senator Rob Portman was known for his willingness to work across the aisle in Congress to get things done. Now the former Republican lawmaker is taking that principle to the University of Cincinnati with the creation of the Portman Center for Policy Solutions and a goal of training future leaders. Joining me in this recorded interview to talk about the new center and the inspiration behind it are former U.S. Senator Rob Portman. Thanks for being here, Senator Portman. Good Lucy. Good to be with you. Great to be happy here. And University of Cincinnati School of Public and International Affairs Director, Dr. Richard Hartnett. Welcome back, Dr. Hartnett. Great to see you, Lucy. The University of Cincinnati is a financial supporter of Cincinnati Public Radio. Senator Portman, let's start with you. You and the university have just announced the creation of the Portman Center for Policy Solutions. What was the inspiration behind this center? Well, I believe that in our current political environment, uh, there's too much partisanship and not enough figuring out how to get things done. And and that requires uh, more bipartisan action, but also more civility and more interest in finding common ground. It doesn't mean you can't be conservative or liberal, but eventually we've got to solve problems. And I think about the southern border or our immigration policy in general. I think about the debt and deficit or the debt limit that's coming up. Uh, I think about health care costs, so many things that just aren't being dealt with. Uh, the Supreme Court today is hearing arguments about a case that has to do with, uh, you know, Section 230 and They've kind of said, maybe we should give this to Congress. And I've heard the commentary, well, Congress, you know, was sort of stymied and won't be able to deal with it. So uh, I think it's important that we figure out how to get back to the the basics of working on projects across the aisle and finding that elusive common ground. And you've had such a long career in public service. I understand the goal of the center is to really encourage results-oriented public service and develop these future leaders who practice civility, open and inclusive dialogue, and bipartisan engagement to really get results. Over your long career, talk to us about how you saw this change in Congress. Um, the country feels so divided and, and polarized in so many ways right now. What, have, what did you observe in your time in D.C.? Well, that's a, it's a good question. And, uh, and by the way, you're right about the center. It's going to focus on, on these future leaders and encouraging them to look at public service a little differently. A lot of uh, young people are turned off by public service today, in part because they see the partisanship and the gridlock and wonder if you can make a difference. And, and I believe you can. And so we'll have case studies of legislation that has been written that we worked on over the years to show how you can get things done. Uh, the difference, Lucy, is it's a longer discussion than we have today, probably, but <laughs> that I've seen in 30 years in public service uh, is is striking. And I think it's in, in large measure uh, due to the increased polarization we see in our culture generally. Although if you ask people uh, whether they think folks should work together to get things done in Congress, they'll say yes. I mean, the, the interesting thing is there's a disconnect between what the majority of the American people want and what leaders are doing in Congress. Uh, so you have, you know, a lot of frustration with politics and also the sense we should be getting together. But the polarization's out there, and I think the social media plays a role in it. My own view is that that helps to divide us uh, as much as it's important to get more information to people. People also tend to go down uh, their own rabbit hole of whatever they're there and, you know, reaffirming their own positions, and that, that helps to polarize. The way our politics work, the way it's set up right now, is that there is more reward for being partisan than there is for figuring out how to be bipartisan and get stuff done. And I think that's the primary systems, how they work. Most uh, primaries often determine the, the winner of elections, and that pri- those primaries uh, encourage people to go more to the extreme on the left or on the right. And then uh, 
the way cable news works. I mean, let's be honest, uh, NPR is an exception. You guys are letting me talk here for a while, but <laughs> normally it's a lot. Of, it's a short conversation and it's about controversy. And if it's not, uh, they aren't much interested. So I think that it's contributed as well. I think media is happy to fan the flames. That's kind of the the new model. You know, we have very few people covering us in Congress anymore uh, from the print media. Um, but those who do tend to focus on the political aspects and not on bipartisan accomplishments. So I think there's a, there are a lot of factors, but those are among them uh, that have kind of driven us to a situation where the the Congress in particular does not really reflect where the American people are. Um, and I don't see uh, any coming together in, in the immediate future, but I think it will eventually because that's where the American people are. And this center, I hope, can be a, a contributor to that, both on the micro level, working with students and and hopefully, you know, helping to generate uh, that next generation of, of great public servants, but also using it as a national platform to talk about this issue and how we address it. Yeah. I want to talk more about that because in your farewell speech on the Senate floor, you said you worry about the divisive political rhetoric and you said we can rise above the cynicism and dysfunction. Talk to me more about how you hope the center can help in that regard. Well, you mentioned earlier uh, policy, and this is about policy solutions. So one way the center can rise above it is we're going to have a program uh, for the students. And Dr. Harknett can talk more about that than I can. He's going to be very involved in this. But so students will be exposed to legislators and, uh, you know, local elected officials, for that matter, and others who actually do figure out how to get things done, work across the aisle. Uh, and then we'll have a symposium every year. And that will be about usually one, I think, national policy issue. And our thought is that that symposium uh, should end up with a report or some kind of a conclusion where we actually are making policy recommendations on a tough issue after, you know, hearing from all sides and, and allowing for, you know, a spirited but respectful discourse. I mean, you know, politics has never been beanball. It's never been, uh, you know, with, with, with without a lot of uh, spirited debate and, dis and disagreements. That's okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, the notion is you got to figure out how to make progress for the American people. And, and so that's what we hope to do through the center. Yeah. Dr. Harknett, talk more about what kind of paths and opportunities you expect this to open up for students at UC. Sure, Lucy. I mean, the, the center has just laid it out uh, really quite well. Um, but let me just, you know, ask your listeners to think about, you know, the average uh, freshman that comes in, right, um, 18 years old, 17 years old, they may have become politically aware in the last two years maybe three at the most. So just take a picture, a snapshot of American democracy, you know, over the last few uh, couple of years. And that's what they're coming in with. And that's not uh, what democracy is all about, right? As, as the senator is, uh, as, as really well uh, articulated. It, yeah, we, we, you know, democracy is supposed to be messy, right? We're supposed to have different starting points. The system assumes that. But it also assumes that there's a trust, a level of trust in the institutions that sort of bring together, right, these different competing interests um, to, as the senator said, you know, bring some policy um, actual outcomes that will make a difference for the American public. So we can't go on sort of a default anymore, Lucy, right, as, as faculty and as a university, we can't assume that that trust is even there. And so one of the exciting things about the Portman Center is that uh, our students are going to be able to interact with um, folks who have been in the process right. and understand a different picture of what democracy is. In fact, how democracy works when it works well. Right. 
So I think that's one going to be very important pathway is to actually, you know, UC has this history of, uh, of applied research. Well, in the sense, this is an applied pedagogy, right? An applied way of learning is to get the, the students focused on a particular issue area, let them go and, and dive deep on it, but interface with folks that have actually been there uh, so they gain from, from their experiences. So that's going to be one of the really important um, opportunities that the Portman Center uh, for Policy Solutions provides uh, UC students and the community writ large because we've got to hear from the community as well, right? And we're going to be very open uh, to that in, uh, in the events that, uh, that the center helps support. And, you know, there are a number of, of centers in, in Ohio and Kentucky that are named for politicians. Mm -hmm. What sets this center apart? What makes the Portman Center different from some of these other centers we've, we've heard of? Well, the mission um, really focuses in on, again, this applied aspect uh, that we, we do want to take students through this process, as well as the faculty who are going to be engaged in research. We're very fortunate that the center is providing uh, the university uh, his legislative archives. Um, we're going to be able to draw substantive case studies from that and then not only publish about that on the research and policy side, but bring that into the classroom, right, as real practical examples, not theory, but actual practical examples about how to get uh, this work done. So that experience and that uh, access is, is going to be distinctive. Um, the other thing is, you know, we're drawing on if we're going to be talking about how to get things done, it's nice to be affiliated with somebody who got things done. Uh, and so one of the distinctive things is that uh, it is the Portman Center. And I think that's meaningful as a, uh, a Cincinnatian, uh, and uh, and you know we're very excited about uh, being able to to leverage his expertise uh, and, and knowledge about that. And then I think the third and and, and uh, distinctive element to this, aside from the applied and from the actual uh, career experience that we'll be drawing on, um, is this real intense focus on a bipartisan engagement with civil discourse, right? That that uh, this is not about uh, getting uh, likes on, on, on Twitter, right? In which the way you do that is you drive division. Uh, this is what all the, the, the research is telling us. So we need a place that we can take a step back and say, that's all fine. You know, that's, that's important to politics and there's some noise that goes in on that. But how do we actually create mechanisms, right, for civil discussion, even though we're going to start from different starting points. Um, and I think the center's focus on that uh, is really going to be not only distinctive in the region, but uh, distinctive nationally. So I'm excited but when I hear Richard talk about this because uh, he's, he's laid out, I think, a really uh, important agenda and mission for this, this center. Uh, I will say just to your question, there is a, a Glenn College. Uh, before it was Glenn Center, Glenn Institute, Glenn School. I'm on the board of advisors there and I actually taught there for a little while between uh, two of my public service uh, jobs, and they do a great job. Uh, they have a broader um, outlook, and, and their focus uh, initially was on public administration and, and uh, helping students uh, often who are already working in the public sector to get a master's degree in, in public administration. So I taught budgeting there as an example. So it's a different focus, but the Glenn School is there. You're right, there's a Voinovich School that's at the University of Ohio University uh, in Athens, and they focus on uh, public service, as we will, uh, also on economic development in Appalachia and other issues. 
uh, and they're terrific, but they have a different agenda. And then uh, there's the Louisville, um, University of Louisville McConnell Center, which focuses on public service, and, and they, they do a terrific job. So there's lots of uh, opportunities here for us to learn from some of these other centers, but ours will be different. And as we look around the country, and Richard, correct me here, but I don't think we've seen anything quite like this. Um, so this will be a little bit different approach, maybe a little more targeted and focused on this issue of, you know, how do you find that elusive common ground and, and um, yes, have differences and political um, parties are going to, you know, continue to have spirited debates, but at the end of the day, how do you, how do you find that? And, and my papers will be there from the House and the Senate. They're already there from the House. And we're hoping to be able to draw, as Richard said, on some of those case studies, like the infrastructure bill, you know, which was a, a product of uh, the, working from the middle out. You know, it was a few of us coming together, then a larger, then a larger group, but in concentric circles kind of coming from, from the middle of the Congress rather than a top-down approach. And I think that's an interesting model for the future to solve big problems. Mm. I want to remind our listeners we're talking in this recorded interview about the new Portman Center for Policy Solutions at the University of Cincinnati with former U.S. Senator Rob Portman and University of Cincinnati School of Public and International Affairs Director Dr. Richard Harknett. Senator Portman, you know, you've got a reputation as someone who worked across the aisle to get things done, but you also were a loyal Republican. Uh, you backed a lot of Senator Mitch McConnell's strategies during the Obama administration, for example. So I guess I wonder, how does someone in politics balance the interest to get things done with the interest to be, you know, loyal to the party that you serve, whichever party it is? It seems like there's a balancing act there. I think there there is, and to me, uh, what Richard and I have talked about today really is just common sense. I mean, you get elected by uh, your neighbors to represent them and to do a job, which is to make their lives better. And too often in politics today, I see, and I've seen this trend over the last 30 years, people getting elected and thinking that the reason that they got elected and had to stay in, in office is not to get something done, but rather to continue to... Um, throw out the red meat, you know, whether it's on the right or on the left, by the way, uh, and, and you know, whether it's uh, Republican, Democrats, independents. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the political system sort of encourages that. I didn't mention that fundraising now tends to encourage that because online fundraising is a new phenomenon, relatively new, and that's really where most of the money is now coming from politics. And if you send out an email talking about your great bipartisan accomplishments, you're unlikely to get a very <laughs> healthy response, apparently. And, uh, but if you're, you know, if you're sort of out there with your strong strident point of view, right or left, uh, you tend to find people out there who are willing to dig deep and, and, and to help fund your campaigns. And so that is that is another element to this that is, I think, uh, adding to what is ultimately a dysfunction where, you know, you're, you're not solving the problems for the people who elected you. Uh, so I think, you know, this center will have the opportunity to uh, help these 17, 18-year-olds Richard talked about uh, who are coming, you know, into uh, a university environment, having experienced, you know, a, a political system that seems either dysfunctional to them or maybe even, you know, seems corrupt to them, um, and to think, okay, actually, I can, I can be a productive uh, public servant and get things done for people. Uh, there's a different way to do it, and then also be a platform to talk about this issue nationally, and uh, and maybe even address some of these. Um, policy conundrums that, you know, have been difficult for us to to address as a country. Yeah. How, uh, you you know, you've described all these factors that play into this polarization, the red meat, the social media, the fundraising. I mean, it sounds like a tough <laughs> nut to crack, so to speak. I mean, how uh, with, you know, I, I think most 
Americans would say they want more stuff to get done. They want more cooperation. They want more bipartisanship. But so many Americans respond to these, you know, this red meat stuff that gets thrown at them. How do you untangle that? How do you get us back to the way the, the government is supposed to operate, the way Congress, everyone says Congress should operate, wants to see Congress operate when all these other factors are making it so difficult? Yeah, I, I, I think of uh, uh, Richard Nixon talking about the the, ma- the majority that was never heard from, you know, what was, what <laughs> the was silent it? majority, the silent majority. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, if you, again, if you look at the polling data, it's very clear. Uh, most people do believe that, you know, you get elected to get something done. And and people have strong views. Uh, as I said, uh, our, our country itself, our culture is more polarized. Neighbors are more polarized, even within families. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, I think that this is where our political uh, parties are going to go. I think the trend will be eventually toward figuring out how to actually have accomplishments that people care about, whether it's their taxes or their health care, or as I said earlier, what's going on in the southern border or what's happening, you know, on the macro level with our economy and our debt, inflation. So I, I think there is room out there for us to have spirited debate and continue to, you know, have uh, online messaging and 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 primaries and cable TV uh, that that maybe accentuate that, but at the same time to to have an understanding that ultimately we have to figure out how to come together, and that means finding common ground. Doesn't mean compromising your principles, but what it does mean is establishing an objective, and then achieving that objective uh, by making. Um, Republicans, Democrats, independents all work work together toward a common goal. I mean, that, that's where the American people end up. So my hope is that <laughs> because you do have this, uh, what what seems like a disconnect between what you're talking about, which is people responding to the more partisan message and the, um, the, the general feeling of most people, which is, hey, you know, we need to figure out how to get stuff done. I think I think this center can play a role in trying to bridge that gap and to get America back on track toward a more civil, bipartisan uh, approach to uh, politics, where um, you know, consistent with our founders, who didn't expect this again to be easy, but at the end of the day, uh, to find common ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, Lucy, to build on that. This is what a public research university is also supposed to do, right? So we have a service role uh, to the state of Ohio. Uh, and and to the country to actually take on difficult uh, challenges. So, you know, the senator uh, has, has just laid out a great analytical framework. Uh, that's the way we talk in political science, right? A <laughs> whole bunch of variables that we actually can go and study and, and understand and tease out um, which ones, if we change um, social media kind of flow, does that actually have an impact or, you know, what other variable do we need to look at? But that's part of our charge, right, as a public research university. So to seat this center in that environment is to challenge us to actually come out with innovative solutions, not only on the policy substantive side, but on the process side. And so we're going to be able to remove ourselves at one level, right, step back from the actual partisan give and take, and then bring that into the mix, right? Uh, and the Portman Center is going to enable us to have that, as the senator said, have a national platform. There's an intentionality. So back to your question, you're like, how are we going to do this? Let's go and say that we're going to do it, right? There's an intentionality 
to actually saying, no, you know, we're not going to allow this to be on autopilot and just spin out of control, right? We are actually going to be uh, a center uh, that wakes up every day uh, with this mission uh, to, in fact, find those hard solutions, find those places um, up through the middle um, that can actually be sustainable. If you actually do that, the American people, uh, the citizens of Ohio, now you got to give them a different reference point, right? Then there's something else for them to have a conversation about. Oh, now I kind of understand. Can I be a contributor to that? And that's hopefully the momentum that we can uh, try to generate. Yeah. Senator Portman, we started off talking about um, early on, we talked about these freshmen and kind of the, the limited experience they might have with our system. From your perspective, the time you've sent, spent as an elected officials, what do you hope this experience, these lessons that the center provides, what do you hope they offer young Republican future leaders um, of, of the party that you've served for so long? What, what do you really hope it'll help them untangle and approach this whole system with? Well, when I was... Um 20 years old, maybe 19 years old. Um, I went to um, intern for Bill Gradison, who was a congressman here in Cincinnati for 18 years. And uh, Bill had been on city council here in Cincinnati, very plugged into the community. And frankly, I didn't know if I was a Republican, independent, Democrat, vegetarian, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I was just, you know, just a kid. Um, and uh, he was a Republican and very thoughtful uh, and a person that did take in all different points of view and then, you know, made a, a reasoned decision and could work with the other side well, uh, had a number of legislative accomplishments. And uh, one was, by the way, uh, which I you know, took this mantle when he left, uh, I succeeded him some 16 years after I interned for him, but it was about um, how to be sure that hospice could get uh, Medicare coverage. Seems like something, of course, it could, but at that time it did not, and it was new. So those are the sorts of things. He worked with a Democrat to come up with that. So it made a difference in people's lives, including, you know, my parents' lives, my grandparents, um, and a lot of people in greater Cincinnati and around the country. So um, he influenced me, and and then I worked for George H.W. Bush. Same thing. He was the guy that said consistently, you know, public service is a noble profession. And uh, people might have scoffed, but he had lived the life, you know, the youngest fighter pilot in the U.S. Navy. Uh, and then all of his different public service roles, including being elected vice president and president, but he took me into his White House and, and helped me see that you could be decent and honorable and also be in politics, you know. And um, so I, I'm, we're, we're hopeful that we can provide some some models. I can't tell you the number of my colleagues that have already contacted me uh, to say, hey, I'll come, I'll come to Cincinnati. And uh, I, I can't promise, Richard, how many will actually show up. But, <laughs> but uh, there, there's some I'd love to expose this, these students to, uh, Republican, young Republicans, young Democrats, young independents, and just... Show them that, you know, here's somebody who devoted his or her life to public service and and has done it in an honorable way and has accomplished things for the people who uh, they represent. So that's that's our hope is that there are there is modeling as part of this and there is the opportunity for young people to see a little different side of politics when you see it up close and personal and get to know people who have been in the business, who've been successful and have done it honorably. That might change their opinion and therefore their trajectory for their own future. 
Well, I've been talking with former U.S. Senator Rob Portman and University of Cincinnati School of Public and International Affairs Director Dr. Richard Hartnett. Thank you both so much for your time today. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you, Lucy. Up next, we'll hear how your freedom of speech won't always protect you from getting fired when you post on social media. This is Cincinnati Edition.